You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk. Here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Joining me on the line, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, you guys. Um, just enjoying this lovely uh, Tuesday South Mississippi evening, man. Looking forward to talking to y'all. Also joining us is the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Lott. Evening, gentlemen. Morning, midday, afternoon, early evening, evening listeners. What what are you sipping on this evening, Mr. Lott? Uh, got a little uh, – we're kicking it back to the Hub City, but with a, a different thing here. Got one of the Honorable May- Mayor Toby Barker's uh, Knob Creek picks from last Ooh. year. Yeah, 14 and a half years, 120 proof, good pour. So he really picked, cool bottle too. It is a cool bottle. So did did he pick that 14 years ago or did he pick it now? Uh, he picked it last year. I believe Jamie actually had a hand in helping him uh, get this arranged. But he picked two barrels last year, and then I believe he did one the year before. Uh, it's the the Clem. Uh, I mess his name up. Somebody yelled at me last time I did this. Clem Terrell. Yeah. Yeah, Terrell. Hey, I got it right this time. Woo-hoo. Um, but it's for that scholarship fund. Uh, so, uh, they, they, Toby picks a, a barrel of whiskey at Knob Creek and they, they bottle all of that for him and, and send it down to Hattiesburg and through Lincoln Road there. They sell it and the proceeds go towards that scholarship fund. So, uh, good cause, good, good bottle of whiskey. Um, Clem Terrell. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I was about to make a real, <laughs> I was about to make a reelection joke, but because it's going towards the Clem scholarship fund. Uh, I will refrain from doing so. But uh, well, look, I believe Toby, but that's where he says it's going. So I'll leave it at that. I'm, <laughs> I haven't seen the books. Uh, it's up to you to trust him or not. He's I'm, not my mayor, unfortunately. I'm 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 having a sip tonight of uh, this is bamboo. It's a rum. It is quite tasty and delicious. Very like the first thing is you smell it and it smells incredible. So. That is my weapon of choice this evening. And Jason, do you have anything? Because we all need something tonight. Yes, we do. After that, well, you know, are we even surprised anymore? I know we're gonna get into it, but that, that's not a carbon copy of how the entire basketball season is going right there. It, it, you know, it's like like you start off and you're pretty excited, and then they like give you hope, and then you just you know fall flat yet again. It's like going to Disney World. <laughs> like the exact same thing, except, you know, I don't spend all my money. Anyway, yeah. uh, I, I've still got the same thing that Shane got me on, the um, the uh, Elijah Craig. Oh, so yeah. I've been on that, and uh, and I plan on getting my own Thumpin later, too. I've been practicing. Before we get to all of the Southern Miss news of the week, all the Southern Miss sports that's going on this week, uh, big announcement. This announcement is coming to Today, as of this podcast being released, not Tuesday night when we were recording it, but we're announcing the 2021 version of Laughs for Life. This is our big uh, annual comedy event 
with um, the, the proceeds going towards the International Myeloma Foundation and local cancer charities. This year, it's going to be Friday, July the 30th, 2021 in Hattiesburg with Nate Bargatze and special guest Leanne Morgan. This is the same lineup we had scheduled for last year when we had to cancel. We will be naming a venue at some point, just depending on the restrictions that come down. But uh, Leanne Morgan, so if you aren't familiar with Leanne, your wife has probably watched some of her videos on Facebook. She's pretty popular with the gals. And Nate has, uh, if you've never seen Nate, go look him up anywhere, Netflix, he is, uh, you know, he's on the, I think he's been on the Tonight Show more than any other comic since Jimmy Fallon's taken over. He is, uh, he's got a new Netflix special dropping next week, March the 18th. One of our favorites, uh, Nate was the second comic I ever booked here in Hattiesburg, and this will be his fourth trip to the Hub City. So, uh, one of the biggest rising names in comedy right now, he's somebody that he did last for life as an opener. I guess what, two years ago? And we were like, or three years ago, three shows ago, whatever. Um, but we were like, we've got to get this guy again before he gets too, too big because there's a lot of things in the works with Nate. So super excited about that show, July 30th. Mark it on your calendars and we will have more information coming soon. Yeah, that's I can't believe you got Nate again, dude. Oh, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'm he excited. Is, he, he, you know, he's, and you've brought a lot of great comics in. And, you know, and you mentioned he opened the show uh, the last time that it was at the Sanger. And Tig did a great job. Don't get me wrong. I felt bad for Tig having to follow Nate that particular night, dude, because he absolutely like my face was my face was hurting. Right. I was hoping he wouldn't say something else funny because I don't think my face could take it anymore. It's <laughs> how hard I was laughing. And uh, just tears rolling down my face. He's the funniest guy I've ever seen. I've told everybody about that Netflix, the Netflix special, The Tennessee Kid. Um, I think I've watched it four or five times, and I laugh just as hard every single time, and I know what joke's coming. Um, so it's hilarious. He's great. He's never changed, I don't think. You know him way better than I do, but it seems like he's the same guy all the time. And and just these little stories that he comes up with, man, like everyday life things that he just turns into just – Hilarity. So, are you trying yeah, to tell me those aren't true stories, Jason? No, <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you they aren't true stories at all. I'm just telling, like we all uh-huh. have the same exact kind of stories that Nate does. When he tells them, though, they just make everybody in the world laugh. And yeah. when I tell them, people are like, "Dude, I gotta go." Well, you know, <laughs> it was like the time before last when he was here, when he was at Brewski's. Um, somebody like somebody thought I was him, and. Think about me and Nate. We're the same age. We both got dark hair, although his is a little gray right now. But the big difference, same age, same height, brunette, but Nate is actually funny. So <laughs> that's how you can tell us apart. Whatever, man. I, I, uh, <laughs> you're a funny <laughs> yeah. dude, Jamie. You're yeah, a funny I've, dude. I've seen you bring down the house at the uh, Hard Rock down there opening for Jim Brewer that time, man. That was yeah. hilarious. Pissed off some Alabama people. That was pretty cool. They oh, need yeah. to be pissed off. <laughs> well, you know, Alabama beat LSU that year, so that was the hat they were wearing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's why they need to be pissed off. <laughs> well, but before we leave Nate, I, I don't want to leave that in the review mirror. I also wanted to point out that Nate is family and grandma friendly. You can take your preacher to see Nate. Oh, he's yeah. Hilarious. He's somebody You can true. watch him with your kids. And he's somebody. I mean, Nate, um, gosh. The last time he was here, he had just got off a tour with Chris Rock. So you think of somebody that's that's 
this clean, but you know, can open for Rock. He opens for Bill. He, he used to open for Bill Burr. I mean, he's a guy that can run with pretty much anybody and uh, just be that funny. But but being clean, it's uh, you know, he's somebody you can show to pretty much anybody. So yeah, you guys are right about that. Yeah, I challenge anybody that's listening right now. Just go to Netflix, pull up the Tennessee Kid, and and DM me on Twitter or whatever if you don't just think it's hysterical. If maybe I'm wrong. I don't, or I don't then, think it's possible. Or then find a soul to purchase because you don't have one. If you are <laughs> if you are listening to this show on March the 18th or after that, you can look up his new Netflix special, The Greatest Average American. So mm-hmm. watch, and then he's on the standups too. So watch all those. Watch all of them. They're great. If you don't like Nate, your taste in comedy is like Chad's taste in food. <laughs> oh, shots fired! Shots fired, Chad Dickens. All right, let's let's <laughs> let's talk a little. Southern Miss Athletics. So, uh, yeah, you know, tonight, this is, uh, we're recording this Tuesday, March the 9th. We just finished up watching the game between Southern Miss and Rice. The Golden Eagles falling to the Rice Owls by a final score of 61 to 52. The Golden Eagles came to this game four point underdogs. Kind of made a really solid run at the second half. You kind of felt like, oh, they might have a shot at this. I mean, and for a good part of the game, the defense did a great job of getting their hands into passing lanes. They were were very disruptive, but the last six minutes of the game, we couldn't get the ball in the basket. Yeah, well, literally. Literally, for the last, like, <laughs> six minutes and five seconds, we could not make a basket. It was insane. I'm sorry, Bump. I cut you off there. Go ahead, man. No, well, I mean I- – at this point, what we, it's just I would love to talk about something else. I would love to say, well, you know, shoot, um, if we had this player that went down with a season injury, injury then we'd look better. Uh, but man, we just, just can't shoot the basketball. Um, yeah, it's that's what it comes down to. I, I, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a expert with the uh, X's and O's of basketball. It looks like we run cool sets. Um, that got that high low thing going on, and then we get it down there and we miss. Like it takes us just so much effort to get a relatively easy shot that we miss. And it seems like other teams don't put hardly any effort into their offense at all, and they make a three. <laughs> and it happened all year long. Maybe that's just the way basketball's going. Uh, you know, you see it in the NBA, you see it probably at the youth level where, you know, when when we were growing up, you you you. Um, you know, tried to get to the foul line. You you had a big man down low to disrupt uh, and alter shots. Uh, you taught people to go get rebounds. And well, those just peach baskets now. were really tough targets too, man. <laughs> Very true. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, it seems like it's just moving to the way of the three-point shot, and and we don't have anybody that can make a three-point shot, uh, or at least not consistently. Drain was supposed to be that guy. Who knows what happened to Drain? I don't know. I know he's hurt. I know he's going to have some surgery after the season. Um, and he's been my favorite player, and I love him. He's just the best person. Uh, but he's, he just kind of lost it, you know. Um, there's no real way to sugarcoat it. He just, he just lost it. And um, and we, of, of all years, to to have somebody lose it, it, it was this one where he might have been our only threat from out there. I mean, Hardy late in the season, maybe Pinkney every now and then. Who else? Who else is going to shoot? Uh, Pierre, yeah. I mean, Pierre's a true freshman. I, it's not like we expected him to come in and average 30. I mean, he might have averaged eight points a game, 10 points a game at a couple of good games, but you don't expect a true freshman to come in and, and dominate. So, 
who are you going to lean on? You're going to lean on your experience. And for us, that's Stevenson and Drain. And 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 it wasn't from a lack of effort uh, or it wasn't from a lack of putting up shots. They just didn't go in for whatever reason. So that's kind of how our season went. And really, it comes down to one player. If you look at the stats, so the Golden Eagles percentage-wise uh, shot 37.9% from the field, 14%, 2 of 14 from from three. Uh, meanwhile, Rice was 47.1% from the field, 35% from three. So Southern Miss hits two threes. Rice, minus one player, hits three threes. But then Travis Evie went four for nine for three. And that ultimately was the difference in the game because he had a, a huge role in the big run they made there at the end to take the lead and hang on to win. So check out this stat that I just pulled up on on SouthernMiss.com. Uh and this is probably before the game that we played tonight, but, you know, um, it's still most of the season, I guess. Um, three points made and attempted. For Southern Miss, we made 132 out of 407. Okay. The Our opponents made 200 out of 600. So, I mean, so, so we basically took 200 less three-pointers than all of our opponents combined. Um, that's a lot, you know, and then and then they made what 200 minus 32. What is that? 68. They made, you know, so we give up 68 more threes than we made. It's a lot of points. So you can probably find some other stats. You can look in here and find some things we did better. But at the end of the day, that's that's a ton of points that we gave up and like 148. Well, well, let's let's say we, you know, just make half of those up, right? Um, how many more wins does that equate to? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we, there were some games we were really, really close in. And, hey, so this is Leidner's second year. You had a lot of new players this year. You didn't have much of an off season. You come in here trying to mesh those guys together. But this year you're going to have an off season. So mm-hmm. I don't know what are fair expectations for next year, but you definitely – you've got to see some kind of improvement next season. It's just, I'm taking yeah, a, just time. Yeah, I'm taking a page out of your book with – how long have we been doing this thing? Like four years or so. And every single time we preview any season, I'm always so hyped and I, I buy in. I think from now on, um, kind of like you t- you said the other day on 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 our text thread, I'm I'm lowballing. Football season roll, <laughs> rolls around, I'm like five wins, tops. <laughs> just let everybody just berate me all the way to eleven wins. I'll take it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm done buying in the hype and, 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 and you meant you, you hit the, the nail on the head there with the new players, you know, uh, all these other programs across the country that normally reload every single year that all of a sudden this year, they didn't have any time to practice with them. And with all the COVID restrictions and everything, you know, Duke, uh, they suck this year. Uh, Kentucky sucks this year. That never happens. And I'm not trying to compare us to Duke and Kentucky, but there's one thing we have in common is that all three of these teams have brand new players from last year, and none of them are any good. So that's I, right. And, and Ladner and Shishetsky, identical. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, and I feel – I mean, there's some of the players that we have I feel good about. I'm, I'm – you know, Johnson has progressed. I'm, I'm curious to see how Pinckney progressed. Hardy's kind of made his way into into being a formidable mm-hmm. player. And and uh, Pierre is somebody that you really have high hopes for. So Johnson. Yeah, the Johnson. So – I'm curious to see kind of how they progress and, you know, a year playing together. I mean, you can see the progress they've made this year. You you hope that they take it that step further next year. Um, 
because it's time. This has been a rough patch. I mean, this year especially has been rough. I, I, I mean, COVID has affected everybody, but I can't think of a a athletic year where you've not hit expectations. I mean, baseball still got a ways to go, but it's already kind of been like, okay, it doesn't seem like we're going to be as good as we thought we were going to be. So you you, re- you really this season really. Um, I think we really like underachieved as far as expectations goes in every, pretty much every sport. I mean, there's been things to be excited about, but it's been, it's been a rough go for Southern Miss the past decade, but this year especially has been um, particularly interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to get back to the good times. Uh, the, the struggles are not nearly as much fun. Um, I mean, that's when uh, I remember games like the 2003 TCU game. Uh, I mean, uh, there there wasn't a, a bigger college football game that week. And, you know, Thursday night ESPN primetime ranked team for a conference championship and, you know, great showing pack stadium. That's Southern Miss can do that kind of stuff. And it's it's been a, about since then, about that time frame. Uh, well, I mean, we 2011, we uh, we had a, a solid run. Uh, but it's we're we're due. It's it's time to turn the ship around. We can do it. Yeah, absolutely. So we need go- more guys in the stands with their shirts off and letters written on themselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Golden Eagles are now eight and seventeen. Finished the season eight and seventeen. Um, but on another note, in regards to basketball, Jaron Pierre was named to the Conference USA All Freshman Team. So, so congratulations to Jaron Pierre on that accolade. Women's basketball. So tomorrow, the Lady Eagles, well, uh, today, if you're listening to this, because we're releasing this on Wednesday, March the 10th. So if you're listening to this before 11 a.m., get ready, 11 a.m., the Lady Eagles take on FIU. Of course, it's in Frisco, Texas. And the winner of that game will take on Rice on Thursday, uh, March the 11th. The Lady Eagles are now 7-11 and on the year. Malia Grayson was on the all-freshman team for Conference USA. Also, she was named the Conference USA Co-Freshman of the Year, so congratulations to her on that. Yeah, that's big. She's a Hattiesburg girl, too, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a Hattiesburg gal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you want – if you college, base, college basketball season is pretty much over for most of us, but if you want to keep it going, check out the Lady Eagles tomorrow – or today, if, by the time you're listening to this, <laughs> and ho- hopefully we can make a run in the tournament. So baseball, and we haven't recorded a show in a couple of weeks, so I'm not going to go through the entire spiel about what's been going on with the baseball team, but we'll cover the past week. So last Wednesday, March the 3rd, Southern Miss Falls to Mississippi Starkville, 4-1, to Kind of a, a brutal outing there at the plate. I believe the Golden Eagles struck out what, like twenty times. Mm-hmm. This was school record early. twenty times. School record twenty times. So not necessarily our best outing, but uh, you know, hey, we live to fight another day. Well, I tell you what, if if you um, when you strike out twenty times and you make four errors and you only lose four to one. To a legitimate top 10 team in the country, that's, you know, it could be, it could have been a lot worse, right? Um, so there were some bright spots in that game. Drew Boyd looked fine, I thought. Uh, threw a yep. lot of strikes, made some errors behind him, uh, but threw four, four and a third solid innings. Um, 
And then Hall, Bess, Guillantine, uh, Adams, and Ock all got in there and got work and gave up zero runs to to a really solid club. So, but yeah, I mean the story of the game was the strikeouts. I mean twenty strikeouts. Goodness gracious, there's only twenty seven outs in the game. Twenty more strikeouts. How many of those were looking? Um, so, you know, young team and everything. Um, but it, it was overall it was just a bad night. Bad night. Could have been worse. But if I had to look for a bright spot, I'd, I'd have to say it's a, the pitching staff, which I'm afraid that's what we're going to say a lot this year. Um, there's going to be some flashes here and there, and I hope our, our I hope our hitters just turn around and, and just go off the rest of the season and just go like Clint King and Jeff Cook crazy. Uh, and and they've got the potential to do that, but um, right now, um, you know, even some of our of our our veteran players, like our only senior on the team, Gabe Montenegro. I mean, a guy that you can pencil in for three thirty you know, with his eyes closed, is really struggling right now. So uh, the good and, thing is we still got a winning record, and it looks like we're we're going to have a solid pitching staff the whole year. But um, And another good thing, honestly, is that, I mean, come on, Gabe's not going to hit 160 the entire year. I mean, there's literally nowhere to go but up for, like, 90% of our lineup. Um, not that there aren't some guys doing okay. Reed Trimble, one of them. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's that game in particular was 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 bad. And maybe it's good that it happened this early in the season and it'll kind of wake them up towards the end. Yeah, rather have it now than at the end of the season for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we move on to head up to Jacksonville State this past weekend uh, with the Friday game on March the 5th. The Golden Eagles come out, can't get anything going at the plate, falling to Jacksonville State by a final score of 6 to nothing. Yeah, and that made it three in a row, right? Because we lost the last game to uh, who was that UConn. We lost to UConn the Sunday game of that, won the series, but lost the last game, then lost to Mississippi State, then lost to Jacksonville. So we're feeling great about ourselves at this point, aren't we? <laughs> a twenty yeah, strikeout we'll, game, we'll and then you lose to Jacksonville, and and with Hunter Stanley on the mound, no doubt. Um, so and, and again, we you know we, and the Golden Eagles we didn't strike out twenty times, but struck out twelve times the next game. So that's uh you know that's a whole lot of strikeouts in two games. Um, but yeah, lost the first game four to one. Uh, only managed six hits. Stanley started, and I'm not gonna say he got roughed up a little bit, but he did, he did give up a couple homers. Um, but again, you know, struck out nine in uh, four innings pitched. And you know, just again, just never got anything going. Um. And just you know, really didn't show a whole lot of fight at the plate. I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to sit out uh, the the first two games because I didn't get to watch them. My daughter's birthday was this past weekend, so that that uh, occupied my Saturday, and we were uh, busy doing some stuff on Friday, so I only got to watch the Sunday game. Yeah, and look, take nothing away from the Jacksonville. First of all, Jacksonville is a good team. They go to the tournament. Um, I, th- I want to say they're they're picked to win their league. Yeah. Um, and and that pitcher was dealing. Uh, but you know, it, anybody who's watched any Southern Miss baseball in the past, probably I don't know, thirty years, at least twenty years, knows that Southern Miss is kind of built on hitting, kind of like our our defense on uh, our our football team was built on defense for the longest time. Southern Miss can always hit. You always need to hit at the Pete. The wind's generally blowing out. Um, now we have the all AstroTurf field. There's not a whole lot of foul territory to catch foul balls, and all those things add up to you need to be able to hit the ball to win. 
And so, of course, this year we're loaded with pitching and, and can't seem to even put the ball in play. 32 strikeouts in two games. Anyway, um, but, yeah, it, it's it's it, it's it's something to keep an eye on. And I do think that as as we talk about the, these next two games, you'll see it's going to turn around a little bit. But um, at this point, if I take my back to well, if I take myself back to what I was feeling in the moment, uh, it wasn't great. No, yeah, definitely. You you can after that Friday game, you're just like, sheesh, what are we, you know? It, it just seems like to wake me up when it's over. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But things kind of things kind of turned around on Saturday as the Golden Eagles come back around, defeating Jacksonville State by a final score of six to nothing. So they beat us six to nothing on Friday. We turn around and give it to them again on Saturday. But you you kind of start to see the bats get going. You you kind of see and and hey another thing that was Scott Barry's 400th career win so congratulations right. to Coach Barry on that a huge Very big accomplishment. time accomplishment that, that's that's uh, what is it that's three coaches that Southern Miss has had with 400 wins Benson and, Palmer know, Barry yeah and uh, Jim Cole put a list out um, I think with the help of Taylor Curret uh, is that right yeah. Um, and they they put a list out of all the teams that have done it, and it's all the all the heavy hitters. Uh, it's Florida State. It's uh, shoot, I can't remember off the top of my head now, but but anyway, it's uh oh, Texas is in there. Texas has done it four times actually. <laughs> that's a lot. Four coaches with four hundred wins is crazy, but but now that, that shows the that shows the stability of the program and that it's you know a legitimate top thirty program you know uh, in the country year in year out. So, um. But, yeah, it was nice to snap that three-game skid that we were on. Uh, Reed Trimble, talked about him earlier, but he had himself another day. Uh, three for five with a home run, four RBIs, and all that's out of the two-hole. So, you know, as the year goes along, let's, you know, see if maybe that uh, changes here and there. But uh, to have that kind of production out of the two-hole is huge, especially when your leadoff guy is not really doing a whole lot. Um, Walker Powell has yet to make a Friday start. This season, he's going to be our Friday, I guess. I think he's going to be our Friday guy. We kind of expected him to be the Friday guy. Uh, but he pitched, uh, and, and he kind of did what Walker Powell does. You know, seven innings pitched, five runs. I mean, five hits, zero runs, eight Ks, three walks. Um, that's kind of what Walker does pretty much uh, day in and day out. And then uh, Gillentine uh, came in and threw two shutout innings as well. So, again, uh, it's a theme that, that shows up every game. His pitching looks great. Defense looks okay. Hitting when we win kind of just does just enough. Well, one player I want to mention in particular, just just uh, you know, he didn't have the best game out of everybody, but he it felt like this was the game he kind of got off the schneid. And I'm talking about Will McGillis. Uh, two at bat, I mean four at bats, had two hits, had scored one run. So it kind of seemed mm-hmm. like Will kind of struggled at the plate, uh, you know, the first part of the season, and it was kind of good to see him kind of start to turn that around in this game. Yeah, hitting's contagious too. I mean, all it's going to take is a guy or two to to start smacking the ball. And uh, these guys are starting baseball for what uh, you know. Jason just you know spouted the the pedigree for a, a legitimate top thirty college baseball program. They're, these guys are good baseball players. Uh, we do, we just got to figure out how to to wake up the bats. I don't know if we need to pour Joe Boo another glass of rum or <laughs> what needs to happen, but uh, get them boys some head covers. I don't know. Yeah, every season and every sport always uh, it always sets up like a story to me. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. We're still in the beginning of it, 
And I think we still are, can kind of see that there's a ton of potential there. And um, we basically have one phase of the game, you know, uh, kind of kicked. That's, that's pitching. And then the defense and, and hitting is yet to be determined. So we'll see where it takes us. Yeah. Well, on to, well, I was just going to say on top of that, um, we, we've got another game to talk about. But uh, the conference doesn't seem to be a, a slouch this year. we got a few teams that mm. are racking up some impressive wins. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, Jamie. We talk about that last game. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Final game of the weekend, Southern Miss and Jacksonville State on the rubber match for the Golden Eagles coming away with a 3-1 to one victory to take the series. Yep, won a low-scoring affair, 3-1, uh, to one, which is, you know, I think we're going to win a lot of games like that this year. Um but Southern Miss with 10 hits. You mentioned that the bats started to wake up, and you also mentioned uh, Will McGillis because McGillis in this game hit an absolute moonshot down the left field line uh, for a home run. Um, he kind of pimped it in the box there for a second. I'm not sure I love that. But anyway, if you have one that far, do what you got to do. And um, and 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 Charlie Fisher. Charlie Fisher showed up. Charlie Charlie Fisher with three hits. Um, and it was kind of a combined effort on the mound. Uh, Etheridge throws four innings. I love that kid out of West Lauderdale High School. Um, throws hard. Throws a lot of strikes. Uh, Ock came in, and he actually got the win in this game. He's with two innings pitched, uh, three Ks. Tanner Hall threw two shutout innings and set up uh, Ramsey for another save attempt. And Ramsey came in and does what he's done so far this year, just doing his best impression of Nick Sandlin. Uh, he converted the save with one inning pitch, two Ks, one walk, and zero runs. He has a 0.00 ERA on the season with three saves. So, you know, if we can kind of get to that spot, I like the way we can close it out. Absolutely. Yeah, no He's been strong, and uh, that's exciting to see that you've got a reliable closure that can come in and shut the door in a, a close game. That gives the the rest of the pitching staff some confidence. It, it gives the the batter some confidence. Uh, I mean, it's that's uh, a, a really good closer is a really strong part of the team. And Southern Miss has relied on that a lot in the last few years. We've had some outstanding closers, and hopefully uh, this guy's just another in a long line. And not an undershooter, as Coach Palmer would say. Yeah, well, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like he, that he, legacy he, of submariners. You know, he is he is over there a little bit. Um, his slider is devastating. He throws the ball hard too, but he's kind of got that long. He, he looks like the he totally looks the part, and he comes out there and he is feeling it, man. And uh, he couldn't have started off any better than he did. Um, by the way, another Northwest ranking product, along with Reed Trimble. So clearly, What's his Southern song? Miss. Oh, I don't know. Well, and in my defense, when the time he comes in, I've been in the roost for like three hours. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but I will definitely get you that info. Uh, this, yeah, I need hopefully to this that. Friday. Well, hopefully not. You know what? I hope he doesn't even make an appearance this weekend. Well, yeah, that'd be wonderful, but because we're winning by a lot, not losing by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to know what that song is. The Golden Eagles are now six and five on the season. Uh, next game will be this Friday, March the 12th. They will be taking on Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, we're calling them Louisiana Lafayette. I don't give a damn. Uh, that will be a three-game series Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This Friday night is Parrothead Night for everybody who enjoys the 
Parrot Head uh, promotion wow. every every year. This that will be this Friday night, and then next Tuesday, Southern Miss will be at South Alabama again. That's that's uh, March the sixteenth, three sixteen Stone Cold Steve Austin Day for those of you keeping score at home. Now, if if you want to come out to Parrot Head Night this week or any of the games this weekend, the athletic department announced some changes today. They're increase, increasing the capacity for outdoor events this spring. That goes for baseball and softball. Due to the decrease in cases, the increase in vaccines, et cetera, et cetera, the athletic department made the decision to increase capacity. I don't think it's going to be a full capacity, but I just wanted to touch on some of the key points from this press release just so that our listeners know. So first thing they're going to do, they're going to go by first priority. So those who were on the season ticket waiting list for baseball and softball will be uh, given first pick at the tickets. Also going to re- release an additional amount of student tickets, and there will be limited individual game tickets as well. Now, with those individual game tickets, it's not going to be something where you can just show up to the game and buy. They will be sold only during the week of scheduled contests. So for a game this weekend, you can buy it this week. For games you know, past this week, you won't be able to buy them until the week of the scheduled events. They will be available from Monday at 8 a.m. until Friday at noon. So you will have that window to buy your tickets for the games. You won't be able to show up um, on game day unless it's a, you know, a Tuesday or Wednesday game. No tickets will be sold at the facility box offices on game day. So you will have to buy your tickets beforehand to be able to get into the games. Face coverings are still, and this is kind of like football, so if you came to any football games, face coverings are required as you enter and exit the stadium as well as while you're in transit. So basically, anytime you're not in your seat, they're requiring you to wear a mask. However, they are lowering the requirement for you to have to wear a mask in your seats. Face coverings are encouraged and recommended in the seating areas, but they're not required as they were prior to this announcement. Mobile ticketing will be taking place, contactless uh, ticket scanning, as well as cashless concession stands, so keep those things into mind. But the good news is more fans are being allowed into the stadium. It's not where you want it to be ultimately, but this is a good thing in a lot of ways. So come out and enjoy Southern Miss baseball, hopefully for the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, I love how we're doing it, too. Uh, I, I, You know, I saw where the other teams in the state are just kind of, you know, going from 25% to, you know, like, screw it. <laughs> um, I, I, I really like that Southern Miss is, you know, easing into it responsibly, in my opinion. And um, and, and I don't mind the mask thing, you know, like in transit. I did kind of mind the mask thing at the very beginning of the year where they're like, you got to wear it, like, even at your seat. And it turns out that that wasn't really, it's, you know, I think it was more for show. But uh, the whole in transit thing, why not? Are we not used to it by now <laughs> with, the, you know, with how you live your lives every day? So we're right here. Like, I think we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it's really not that big of a deal when you're walking in the gate, when you're going to the bathroom, when you're in line for a sausage dog or whatever, throw your mask on for like three minutes and then get to your chances, seat. If you want to take it off, take it off. If you don't leave it on, it's great. Chances are nobody wants to see your ugly face anyway. I don't know. This is done, you know, this mask thing has done wonderful people with for for it's been done wonders for people with horrible teeth. Yeah. yeah oh. All you need is kind eyes now. Just have kind eyes. I know. And and you know, you're not subjected to anyone else's halitosis. You have to deal with your own. Or maybe that's just me. 
Um, <laughs> well, I think that's made a lot of people realize that they need to brush their tongue. Uh, <laughs> because when you're breathing and you're no, on nose all day long and you realize, oh, that was me. I'm the one with stinky breath. Brush your tongue. Come on, <laughs> sweetie. Just brush your tongue. Yeah. But in all seriousness, I mean, I think this is a good way to do it. I was wondering if they were going to. I, I thought we were going to do something like this. Uh, and I'm really kind of glad that we had an open weekend before we had to make the decision. Just let it breathe, figure out something and get some, you know, get some some heads together in a room and come up with a plan. And that's what we've done. And, and I mean, that's how McLean works. Right. He always does. It seems like the responsible thing. And and I like it. Well, and two, it's one of those situations, too, where it's difficult to put toothpaste back in the tube. So there's still room to if, if things continue to progress, then you can open up, open it up even more. But it's tougher. And that's why I'm, I think that the the games on a week to week basis was a good move because you're not selling them so far in advance. So if there is another spike or, you know, another wave, you're able to control it a little better, hopefully still keep the games going. And you don't have to go back and refund these tickets and lower the capacity and things like that. So you can kind of measure it on a week to week basis. You know, you're in. You know, I know some people were complaining about not being able to, to buy tickets to the game, but that lets you know exactly what you're what you're going to have in the stadium. You're not going to have an extra point where people are waiting in line outside. That's an extra point where there's you know less of an opportunity for people to come in contact with each other. You don't have to have people your your employees having contact there selling the tickets. You don't have to show people how to download the tickets. You know, it's progress. And, and if you want to go to a game, usually, you know, usually it's not an impulse decision, uh, you know, a lot of times. So um, I, I love the way they've done it. Uh, I hopefully that hopefully things continue in this direction. I think we've got one little thing to worry about, but hopefully it's not too bad. And hopefully we can uh, hopefully. And, and the good thing is, you know, we'll, everybody will have access to vaccines by May. So hopefully by football season, this will, it will not be an issue. Ooh, you know what? You just hit on something right there that our good buddy Reagan uh, brought up to me the other day. He said, you know, the last thing that you want to do is screw up a situation where, like, all of a sudden, like, something happens, you know, during baseball. And what's the very next season to come up? Football. Then you're, you you don't want to screw up putting asses in the seats for that, right? So let's yeah. just get you know, just get get by, and I, I think – Nobody knows what's going to happen, you know, but um, but to to do it, every point that you just made was valid. And I don't know how anybody can argue with it, honestly, but well, uh, somebody will, though. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's optimistic. I mean, there's there's calls for optimism right now. And, you know, if I'm not a I'm not a season ticket baseball holder, I don't expect to have tickets to the game unless I, you know, go by. the. It's been laid out for you. If you want to go there, there's a way to do it now. Yeah, you know? put, your big point. Point. put your big boy pants on and buy your tickets. Yeah, if you want to make okay. sure you got them, get get season tickets for the rest of the season. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, if you call and get season tickets for the rest of the season, you will have tickets for the rest of the games. I mean, that's that's usually how that works. That's how that works. <laughs> so you know that. But, and if there's games you can't go to, there are people begging for tickets constantly on Twitter. You can sell your tickets to the games you can't make it to. Yeah, definitely. And hey, let's say this is just me talking out of my ass, but let's say the crazy thing happens to where, you know, I, it, the vaccine production's picking up, and it's, it's projected that adults will have access to them by the end of May. Let's just say the the wacky thing happens, and and we're able to get some in by, 
you know, NCAA season. You know what I mean? How incredible would that be for us to be able to have, you know, even more of a capacity in the event that somehow I'm not getting ahead of myself here because I, I, I'm, I don't want to set myself up for, for disappointment, but let's say that we, we host a game here in Hattiesburg. You know, how awesome would it be to have a better capacity for that? You know, hmm. mm-hmm. we've been doing this for the last year. It's the light is at the end of the tunnel. Just, just, just hanging there. Patience. Yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. Hey, have either one of you guys got your first shot yet? No, but I'm going to get one tomorrow. How? Are you 60? Um, <laughs> no, but the uh, the industry that I work in uh, is involved with the uh, the production of food. So uh, I've got to go in for in-person meetings. And since I have to report to the facility, I technically work for uh, a uh, essential business. And that's the category that opened up in North Carolina this week. It's, it's, it's different. different. It's different okay. in every state, but it's 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 opening up rather swiftly. Um, yeah. And there is there's a laundry list of pre-existing conditions. Uh, you might want to check it out, Jason, just for your attitude and see if that's on there. No doubt. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. definitely be. If anybody, played, if, if anybody was on the golf course with me last Sunday, they would have like injected my ass right then. Just walk up to them and be like, look, I've, my friends told me I've got a stank ass attitude and that that qualifies me for a shot. Hey, I uh, bet they give you one. Not to change the subject, but we are talking about the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns coming in this weekend. You know, you know they play. They have they have an all Mississippi week here. They play Mississippi State tomorrow night, yep. and they have a three game set with us uh, this week. I'm, I'm assuming that game is in Starkville, so I guess they just kind of make the big old loop de loop from Lafayette all the way back around. I, I want to share a moment of nostalgia with Louisiana Lafayette, and this is this is definitely not something that uh, you would consider to be proper. Or this is not something that you probably, if we were on the radio, this is not something that I would put out there. But I remember <laughs> when I first moved back to Hattiesburg, this is, this is in March of 2000 or is late February, early March, early March of 2007. I moved back to Hattiesburg. I went with Shane. Me and Shane were together and our good buddy Chris Varga was there. And oh man. So we're at this game. We're playing Louisiana Lafayette and they had a player for their team named Vanderkeer and Varga kept shouting Vanderqueer to the point to where our administration came over and had a talk with him and basically told him he was going to be ejected. <laughs> Diehard Southern Miss fan. He passed away uh, a few years ago. Way back. too young. Way but too when, young. Yeah. When I when I think of, of ULL and baseball, I always think of that moment because it was hilarious. Varga was a wild man. That's uh I don't know that there was anybody that was Ever more passionate about Southern Miss sports than that guy, but oh, the stories about him. So yeah, when he threw his name out there, I was like, where is this one going? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I don't have any stats or anything to throw out there, but I will tell you this. Uh, let's talk a little Southern Miss football. There is a lot of really, and we, we talked about early in the show, like how we're going to temper the expectations. But, man, I tell you, it's really difficult with the vibes that are being put out there with Southern Miss football right now. I think we're about, what, five practices in. Um, you know, for, for the, the scrimmage games that they have at the Rock, they're, they're, you know, they're allowing media back into the practices, which is something that we haven't seen in, in uh, a few years. It's not something that, you know, shouldn't be expected, but 
it's something that we kind of, you know, we're not used to the past five years. Um, but you I get think the, anybody off the street can walk up. Right. Yeah. Normal people can go to. Yeah. Yeah. On those, on those games in the take, stadium. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't take pictures or video. Yeah. You just can't take pictures or video. And so you think about that. Uh, and the spring game is, is coming up. I believe it's on March the 27th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at the rock, you know, the, I don't think social distancing will be a problem. It never is for a spring game, but. You're getting some some really good vibes about the team. You're seeing what the players are saying on Twitter. You're reading the practice reports, you know. Um, and then, you know, the uh, strength and conditioning coach uh, with his shenanigans. That guy's a madman. He's is, amazing. And he the players absolutely love him. I mean, you were constantly seeing some player tweet about him. And just, I mean, about his, you know, the positive impact he's having and just the energy he brings. And that's an, that's a huge aspect of your strength and conditioning coach. I mean, uh, think back to, I mean, we, we've had some good ones, but, uh, like Paul Jackson, Paul Jackson, you know, yeah. I, you know that, that, vibe, that guy was, you know, positive energy, full of energy, uh, you know, not necessarily a jump, jump, jump around rah-rah type guy, but just like full of energy and, and what that brought to the, the teams that he was involved with. Uh, it's, it's, it's exciting to see that from that position, especially. You got, you know, you got kind of a little bit of a battle going between Trey Lowe and T Webb and Trey Lowe apparently has been, has really, really had, a solid spring camp thus far. So I'm really curious to see how that, with the way that he played in that last game against FAU, I'm really curious to see how that plays out. Um, you know, you have a lot of these guys coming back. You have a lot of guys that sat out last year coming back and they really, really seem to be buying in what the coach and staff is doing. And just the practice reports that I've read, I'm not going to spill any beans on, on anybody's practice reports. It's not public, but it really seems like there's, less of a learning curve, if that makes sense. It doesn't seem like you have as many mistakes as you might have, you know, instituting a new offense um, as, as what we've seen in the past. So I'm really curious to see what the spring game looks like. There's definitely reason to be optimistic, uh, you know, definitely keeping those expectations tempered, but there's, there is starting to feel like Southern Miss football. I'm, I'm remaining tempered. <laughs> I, I will not allow myself to get fired up and get uh, all psyched up about how awesome it's going to be because we haven't faced any adversity yet, right? We don't even Absolutely. have a proven quarterback, okay? We, oh, we, 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 we don't. I mean, and, and look, I love that Turner's coming back and Booth's coming back and they're all stars and you know we probably have the best running back in the league and uh, we're still super thin in offensive line. Uh, we don't have a quarterback that's started more than, I don't know, what did Trey start last year? Three games? Three or four. He's Maybe never played he a college game in his life. He's super skinny. Um, great pedigree and all that. But that's a pretty big deal, right? <laughs> to not have an experienced quarterback and no offensive line. We can Man. have all, we can have the best strength coach in the world and the most energized coach in the world. If those two things aren't any good, your team's not any good. So I'm remaining tempered. I said it last year, and I'm going to continue to say it. Don't sleep on Trey Lowe. Trey Lowe show. When, Trey Lowe when, show. That, when that guy got practice time last year, I mean, he got thrown into the fire a couple of times that were really unfair to him. Uh, but when he got practice time, he balled out. Absolutely. And I, 
hey, you know, you know me. I hope we don't hope he doesn't throw an incompletion all year. Yeah. But uh, I'm done <laughs> with this. We're going to the Sugar Bowl crap or whatever. <laughs> you know, like. Well, as you were saying this earlier about not buying into the hype, I was like, yeah, yeah. In my head, I'm like, let's wait around until it gets closer to football season. Jason's, Jason's going to be, you know, all over it. But uh, I mean, and that Jamie and I immediately jump into the hype. But I'm, so I'm, I'm just, proud I'm of so you. Tired. For, I'm just so tired of getting disappointed. You know, I'm, I'm proud of you for holding out this long, at least. Well, and I, and I, I, when I, when I say that you know if i had to like say what are, what are your expectations this year I, I kind of expect a winning season in a bowl game that's fair yeah. anything anything more than that at this point is gravy um but that's a step forward i hope it's better than that but i would not be surprised if it was but i, I feel like it will be that i don't think that we're going to be a you know anything less than a six win team so we'll see yeah. what happens yeah, and who knows what the ceiling is? I mean, we have brand new staff, uh, brand new coach. Uh, I mean, he's he's been a head coach before, but uh, you know, oh, the, yeah, first and, and that will be an excuse at some point. What's that? Oh, it's his first year. <laughs> Give us some time. Yeah. He hadn't got his recruits in the whole, you know, the playbook. So well, anyway, I'm staying like- on this side of the fence for at least a little while longer. If I go watch some practices, if I go to the spring game, I'm sure I'll be a little bit more upbeat. And I really want to be more upbeat than I'm letting on right now. But I'm just I'm, I'm going to continue to play this card for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and I think it's a smart move. But you, you've got to remember that this is a unique situation where we return almost the entire team from last year uh, and, and then get some guys back that weren't with the team that were huge pieces of our defense. That's everybody. Uh, Everybody's yeah. doing that. Well, yeah, that's true. But we we were a three head coach team in a cluster situation last year, and still could have like could have yeah could have yeah. easily pulled off six. So I'm I'm with Jamie. I expect uh, a winning season in a bowl game. Uh, but I mean that's Southern Miss football. As you expect a winning season in a bowl game. Uh, those are the, the minimum days that we need to get back to. We need to get back to winning conference championships, but I'm not taking it that step this year. I'm not saying I expect him to produce a conference championship out the gate. It would be awesome if it happens, but a winning season in a bowl game is, is what I'm looking for. Shane, why don't you update us on some other sports? Oh, man, let me get a sip of whiskey. I was just running my mouth and talked my, my, my mouth dry. Well, hey, did why guys, did you guys hear my thump earlier? I did. Yes. I heard okay. some ice sloshing around in a cup earlier too. That was not me. That was probably me. I did that yeah. last week and I felt bad about it, like mid-show. So I went straight, just glass today. I'm not editing any of that out. It's all staying in this episode. You do it, do it. I'm a neat <laughs> whiskey drinker. You, I don't like my my glass to be noisy. Let's uh, let's t- but before you talk, Shane, I've already got it pulled yeah. up. Let's let's talk about volleyball. So this past um, weekend, the Lady Eagle volleyball team took on the UAB Blazers. This past Sunday, they fell to UAB one to three, but turned it around, flipped the tables on the Blazers on Monday, winning three to one. So Southern Miss volleyball, as it sits right now, eight and five on the season. We've got. Two more regular season series coming up. 
This weekend, we're at UTSA on Sunday and Monday. And then the following weekend, Sunday and Monday, March 21st, 22nd, we'll be hosting North Texas here at home. Then the Conference USA Championship, April 1st through April the 3rd, right here in the Hub City. So awesome, awesome news about volleyball. Um, you know, hey, you know, they're making progress. Hopefully they can make a run at a conference title. Also, the previous weekend, the Lady Eagle Beach volleyball team competed in the Horn Frog Classic in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, defeating Central Arkansas on Friday 3-2, to then falling to UAB 1-4 to the next day, and then on uh, Saturday falling to number 14 FIU by a final score of 1-4, to and then falling to number 9 TCU by a final score of 0-5 on uh, Saturday, March the 6th as well. So the uh, beach volleyball team currently sits at 1-7 and seven on the season. All right, Shane, what you got? All right, yeah. Mouth is wet with some Knob Creek, and we're ready to get into this. Uh, let, let's start off with softball. Uh, the, the ladies went through a little bit of a rough patch after uh, we – we were getting to tout a pretty solid record to start the season the last show. Uh, back on the second, they went down to Baton Rouge and, and had a tough one against LSU where they fell 11-3. to And then this past weekend, they went over to a, a tournament in Auburn, played two games against Auburn, two games against Troy. Uh, they, they continued the woes against Auburn, uh, although some much closer games. They lost the first one 6-4. to and then fell two to one in the second game against Auburn. And then after Auburn played two games against Troy, uh, lost five to four in that first game and then bounced back and won, uh, four to three in the second game. So the ladies now stand at 12 and eight on the year. Uh, after the, the rough stretch there, I think they were 11 and four. Yeah, that would make sense math wise. Uh, the last time we did a show, uh, but they, uh, they travel to play at, uh, Southeast Louisiana. And um, and then they've got four games coming up this weekend at uh, Mercer with a tournament where they play Winthrop, Western Carolina and Mercer Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, looking the ladies looking to get a little positive momentum going this weekend on that road trip. Uh, soccer's the next thing I got for you. Uh, they had a split week to start conference. Uh, they on the tour, not a split week, but a split time since we've been here. Uh, on the 26th, they fell to UAB 2-1 to one to open conference play in Birmingham, uh, but then bounced back to get a 3-1 to one win over UTEP. So uh, the soccer teams currently sits at 3-2 and two and an even 1-1 one one in Conference USA play. Uh, men's tennis is off to a 4-0 start, uh, matching their best start since 2005. Uh, Monday, they came in and, and beat Illinois State to get to that 4-0 mark. Uh, their next match is going to be March the 14th there in Hattiesburg uh, versus Troy. An interesting thing I noticed about the men's tennis team when I was looking into uh, how, how their start's been going, their roster has one senior, one junior, five sophomores, and two freshmen. And I also don't think there's uh, a guy from the United States on that squad. A, a lot of French players. But, uh, I mean, seemed to be quite a solid tennis team. Just something to notice, but a young team. Uh, so that's, that's, uh, looks like a good future ahead for men's tennis. So they're off to a hot start. It'll be fun to follow them. Uh, women's tennis. Um, 
back on February 26th, they beat South Alabama four to three in Hattiesburg. And then uh, the sixth open conference play with a two to five loss to Western Kentucky and then bounced back on the seventh with a four to three win at Middle Tennessee State. Uh, the next match they have is at Jacksonville State, who we just played baseball against uh, on the 13th. Uh, and then uh, the women's and men's golf uh, teams both have matches coming up. Uh, the women's golf team is going to be at the Sugar Bowl tournament hosted by Tulane at the English Turn Country Club. Sounds fancy, Tulane. <laughs> I'm sure it is with your Tulane money. Very fine but, course. Uh, is it? Have you played there? I have not, but they used to have the Zurich there. The Zurich oh, was yeah. played at English term before they moved it to uh, TPC Louisiana. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, Tulane, if their snooty selves are hosting it, I'm I'm sure it's going to be a, a top-notch event. I hope we go down there and we win it, and then we take their snooty trophy back to Hattiesburg. <laughs> but, <laughs> and then uh, – Oh, that's the women's team. Uh, and then the men's golf team is going to Phoenix, Arizona, former former oh, home yeah. of, of Mr. Jamie Arrington, uh, to play in the Grand Canyon University Invitational the 15th through the 16th. So uh, I think that, Brad, I think I covered everybody. I don't think we left anybody out. And current home of, of uh, former Golden Eagle player uh, Jeremy Bridges. Oh, yeah. He's a fun follow. He should go out to the golf tournament and just, like, Heck of the other team. Yeah. Just walk around like a bodyguard. Let's have some booze delivered to his house with a note that's like, hey, the Golden Eagles are playing golf. He plays some golf, too. I've seen him uh, put it on Twitter before, so he's a golfer. Jamie, that's one of your boys, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to, uh, yeah, we came, we we went to same grade, everything. Yeah, Bridges is a good dude. Yeah, Get that dude on Eagle Walk. Yeah. No, dude, yeah, he's going to. I don't. If you don't, he's gonna. I'm scared if he comes to uh, if he comes to tailgate with us <laughs> one time, you know, like, he's gonna uh, go rip him walk off. over there, <laughs> just get pissed off, and I'm just gonna be like the closest dude to him. <laughs> and I don't no. know if they're aware, but he's a very large gentleman. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, okay. I'm I'm glad you uh, you put that on my radar because uh, I I kind of let that fade into the back of my mind. We need to really we, we let's push that campaign. Jeremy Bridges for Eagle Walk. I think Jeremy lives in uh, North Hollywood right now, if I'm not mistaken, Uh, which is is in California. Yeah. Why you got to bring me down, dude? No, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, he's a cardinal. You're making a really cool point, like pushing the whole Eagle Walk (laughs) thing. You're like, dude, wrong state. Well, I was just I was just saying that because, you know, you can't you, you know, I did. Hey, I did see Phil Mickelson play at the. what is it though? The I don't know what it's called now. Is it the Waste Pro Invitational or whatever? In- no way! You got to go to that. Was that? Did they have the stadium and the whole deal back then? I didn't make it to that hole, so I don't oh. know. Like, uh, but yeah, I, I, I worked that, and it's, it's like Super Bowl weekend, or it was back then. So yes, I went out there on a Saturday and and did my thing, and yeah, it was it was pretty. It's a it's a sweet course, man. It's really a. Uh, so you went out there as the mascot. Uh, part of the time. Were you in the uh, skates? I was not in the skates. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie I, I, just walking down the sidewalk in the mask just like, uniform. Like, yeah, has little on. guards on. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Uh, Most of the people were like, who the hell are you? Who are you again? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was really hot, though. Yeah, it's something like it's hot. 
I need to, you know, give me some chips and salsa or something out here. Come on, folks. Should have taken Tyson with you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Mike, he lives, he lives in Paradise Valley, which was not, it was like the next little town over from Scottsdale. So he wasn't too far from there. Um, anywho. So, hey, I want to ask you guys a question before we go. So we're sitting on pretty much a year since things went south. Do you guys remember where you were and what you were doing when everything kind of came to a head on March 11th last year? Oh, man. Um, I know generally what I was doing, but like on the exact day, like 9-11 style, I don't. I know that I was pretty pissed off that I got the roost pass for the entire year and wasn't going to be able to use it anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I I remember our basketball team lost, and so we were done. And then I remember watching some games on TV. Like one game, they they cut it off at halftime, and maybe the Big East tournament, maybe. Like they played half of the game and then called it. And then it was just like, all right, there's something weird going on, right? I mean, that's what we thought yeah, like, yeah. at the time. Like, and it was the whole, like, the, the uh, blunt the curve type of deal, and that didn't work out. And uh, <laughs> and here we are, a year later. And, um, you know, luckily, it hasn't really affected me personally. Um, but, you know, everybody knows somebody that it has. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of I, – I hope that it's – Going to an, you know, my four year old right now, he thinks it's normal to when you leave the house and go in somewhere to put your mask on. And that saddens me. No, man. Again, keep your mask on. Most of you people are ugly. I don't, I don't want to look at you. I know, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, he doesn't do anything different. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just messing around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and that makes me sad. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, we've gone through it. Apparently, it's like happens like every hundred years or whatever. I've seen the pictures of the people sitting in the baseball stands in black and white wearing their masks. So I know it's like the first time it's ever happened, but um, just our luck, I guess, is <laughs> happening now. And I'm just kind of glad that it's over. What about you? Do you I mean, where where were you when it when it first? I was working that. I don't know if you remember this because I called you. I was working that food and fuel conference down on the coast and. I was at I was staying at the Beau Rivage, and that night um, I met like some of my coworkers out to eat. And when I stayed like so, if I'm down there working a convention or if I was doing comedy stuff or whatever, um, since they've got the sports books, I'll go play. So I just like you know I pulled out a wad of cash. I went and bet on pretty much every game that night, and I went to eat. And then like my phone just started going off. Like it was like oh. Tom Hanks has got it. You're like, what? And it's like, oh, Rudy Gobert from the Jazz has got it. And he put his hands oh, yeah. on all the microphones. It's like, oh. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, so the Jazz game's canceled tonight. I was like, okay, there's that tickets. Well, the Pelicans are still playing. Then it's like, oh, the Pelicans game's canceled. I was like, oh, so I had to go cash out all this money. So I'm like, man, I don't you don't even know what was going on. So I went and worked that conference the next day. Hardly anybody showed up. And I went back to the Boravage to check out, and there was nobody there. And it was like the casino had been just jam-packed the day before, and then you walk through, and it's just like crickets. And I was like, man, what is going on? And part of me was kind of like, when they canceled the rest of the tournament, I was kind of like, oh, well, Southern Miss is gone anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Same. But, but, but yeah. This is going to be over with in like you know, two weeks, and we'll go back to normal and whatever. But, hey, you know, like you said, man, shout out to – 
you know, I know it's affected everybody in different ways, whether it's losing someone they, they love, losing a friend. Um, uh, we've had, we've had, we've had a listener on this show who was infected twice. Um, we've had, you know, I've, I've lost people I've known. Um, you know, it's, it's been a lot to go through and hopefully we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's just wild to think that this Thursday, that will be one year ago. Mm. It's just kind of bananas. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. I, I just started a new job and was supposed to be spending half my time traveling around the country and uh, a week and a half into that job. That got shut down and I have yet to travel. Um, so, uh, but, uh, it's looking like hopefully this summer, uh, once enough vaccines are out and about that, uh, the world will start opening back up. It'll be nice to, to get back to a sense of normalcy, whatever normal will be. I'm sure it, there will be changes, uh, after such an event like this that, but, uh, but, uh, some, some semblance of, of normal life will, will be refreshing for sure. Hey, real quick, uh, as far as talking about where you were when stuff went down, I have a story about 9-11. It's only going to take a second. Um, when 9-11 happened, I remember waking up and for whatever reason, my TV was on and it was on a news channel, I guess, and I watched Peter Jennings through the whole thing. But anyway, um, Cooper was a RTF major, and so he had all this video equipment. He came over. <laughs> And he and I like captured the moment that day. We just gave like our feelings <laughs> on the whole thing. I've never watched it. <laughs> it's over 20 years ago now. I, I, I really want to get my hands on that probably videotape and uh, find somebody that's just still, still got a VCR and, um, and pop that bad boy in and see what it, I think we were drinking beer at like 930 in the morning just going, what the hell? The month <laughs> sucks. You know, it's mystery <laughs> science theater, that bad boy. Yeah, definitely. Pop that in. Somebody I went to Jones with has a video of me. We we did the Macy's parade when I was at Jones and uh, we were on the ferry going to the Statue of Liberty and the Twin Towers are behind me and I start breaking out. Start spreading the news. (laughs) Somebody has that video. And uh, (laughs) but, you know, I was working at McAllister's on 9-11. I was I was slicing meats. I don't know if Shane was there that day or not, but I was working prep. First thing in the morning that day. I don't remember if I worked that day or not. I remember getting ready to go to class, and uh, I normally watch Sports Center in the morning back when I did that sort of thing. And uh, it, like, the Sports Center cut over just in time for to see the, the second plane hit. Mm. And that just, like, I couldn't wrap my mind around what was going on. And then uh I, I went to classes later in the day but like everybody was just kind of in the days uh it, it was a weird day yeah it definitely was a weird day uh, these are the where were you when uh southern miss won the conference title in 2011 2011 i was uh, i didn't go to houston <laughs> because i had such a bad experience with their fans the previous time we played for a championship there i was like i'm never going back to watch a game with those assholes uh <laughs> And then we we that I mean it was great to watch it that game on TV but man how fun would it have been to be there that was just such a dominating win it was a, uh, it was, was a whole awesome. lot of fun Sha- yeah, Jason was there yeah how yeah. awesome how awesome would it be to have a moment like that while we are recording an extended rally of the show as opposed to what happened last episode mm. where we just couldn't quite <laughs> no, know, we, we, I tell you what we gave it the old college try we gave no. it the old college try outside of Tory Bowie. 
what in in the victory over Kentucky, we have not had a, a really very many highlight moments on this show over the past few years. No. Is that the show? Ah, you could be on to some. We did win some conference baseball titles, so we got that going for us. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, the regional here in Hattiesburg, man, we just the, – the show just totally janked that up. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully we'll have some kind of moment in 2021 where we can just be like, this is – it's so good to have this show and not be a burden. <laughs> well, hopefully. I'm telling you, man, I, I, I think my negativity is going to push us over the top. It's awesome. Well, I mean, there's always something to be said for for changing up the routine if if it's not going the way you want it. Uh, well, I'm so, usually um, wrong about everything. So I, I don't purposely. think that's going to change, but we might as well try this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while we've got this rambling uh, just extension going on, let's. Uh, I think we should make a habit of this. Like, just get all the Southern Miss stuff out of the way, and, just, and then then just whoever wants to keep riding with us can hang <laughs> in. So basically, this is a warning. If if you're you're here for strictly Southern Miss and you think we're three annoying douchebags, then we're done. Uh, thank you for listening. But uh, if you got nothing else to do, hey, bump. Let's let's talk more about the pyramids being energy sources. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm just kidding. That's. Uh... Hey, do you guys have any shout outs this week? I want to give a quick shout out to our good friend Chad Dickens and really everybody else that's agreed to play in this golf tournament. This thing is just, you know, Chad had this idea and he brought it to me. I'm not sure what kind of fundraising we're going to be able to do for it this very first year, but man, there's been such great response. We got Jim, Jim Cole signed up. Jason Baker's going to be there. Uh, glory bound dude, Will Taylor, big John Smith. I mean, we got kind of an all-star, uh, lineup here and people are really looking forward to it. Um, and I'm about to have to cut off. We already have more than 20. I wanted 20. We've got more than 20. I can't rent out the whole damn golf course. So uh, why not? Do they not know who you are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't really get a good discount, but anyway, no, the guys at Timberton have been great. Um, but uh, yeah, so a shout out to Chad. Uh, that thing's coming up next month, man. If you're like a super big time uh, Southern miss, like you would have to be a heavy hitter at this point to crack the lineup. Like you'd have to be like a Jeff cook, Jeff cooks out there. <laughs> he wants to play. Uh, give me a call. Farve, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, if, if it's any like normal, like, no, I was on the team that doesn't count. Um, You normies stay home. I'm going to, I'm going to tell his brother, Josh cook to give you a call. Former, former mascot, Josh cook. That's a a gray area. (laughs) Um, but, but no, man, the, the, uh, the, the, um, I think everybody's, you know, the response has been great and, um, and looking forward to that. And let me ask you one quick question. I want to give a shout out. You said this week is the Parrot Head Day, right? Is it this Friday? Yes. Yeah, that is this Friday, correct? It is Lloyd Hurricane Munn and the Forecasters playing? They always play. Um, you know, I'm not sure, but that I haven't heard that, anything about I don't it. see why they wouldn't. And well, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question with everything okay. going on. Okay. Well, if he does play, then I want to give him a shout out. And if he doesn't play, uh, I just gave him a shout out. So Hey, I want to give a shout out real quick to David Sheffield, uh, former Southern Miss graduate, 1972 graduate of Southern Miss, has a great comedy writer. His movie came out this past weekend on Amazon Prime, Coming to America, the sequel. Uh, it was, it was solid. It was, uh, 
it, it, if you like the first one, there's some some things that go along with that. But there were the moments that were funny were hilarious. So yes. shout, congratulations to David Sheffield on that. Um, that's a you know another feather in his cap there. I'm a huge Coming to America fan. Uh, the the original is probably my favorite movie ever. I mean, it's it's a masterpiece of comedy. Uh, it's it's a great movie. And so I made my wife uh, sit down and watch it with me Friday night uh, as we ate dinner and after. And she is not as big of a Coming to America fan than I have. I mean, she cares less uh, to watch it or not. She watched it with me. She laughed out loud many times. And at the end of the movie, she was smiling and she was like, oh, that was really good. I'm glad we watched that. So uh, as as a huge Coming to America fan, I was scared that I was going to be disappointed by that movie. But uh, I was not. It was really funny. It was well done. They did a lot of throwbacks to the original and uh, a lot of cool cameos and just uh, a, a well done sequel after such a long time. Most definitely. Shane, do you have any other shout outs? I don't have a shout out, but I do have a question for Jason about this golf tournament. Mm hmm. Did you let Chad have anything to do with picking the food that was going to be available? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, but judging by Twitter today, I think he's been busy getting a haircut. You're just going to have the weirdest stuff. <laughs> it's like he only eats hot dogs. And I tell you what we're going to have is a bunch of whiskey because apparently yeah. his reps are just hooking him up, bro. So nice. I can't wait for this thing. I kind of can't wait for it. I, I can't wait for it to start. I think I'm more looking forward to like the after, like uh, Live at Five starts that night. So I think we're all going to go down to Live at Five afterwards and uh, just talk about how crappy our day was on the golf course and just, you know, rub elbows there. I think I'm looking more forward to that. But I'm also looking forward to just like not having to do any of this stuff, <laughs> you know, like this whole planning and everything. And uh, I love doing it. I love people that, that are interested in it. But, um, you know, I don't really want to do it. So uh, <laughs> you're a busy man. You got a young child at home. Yeah. And a wife back there in a the bed right now is probably just, you know, super happy that it's 1015 and I'm still in here. <laughs> well, we'll shut it down. I, I think we've covered just about everything possibly there is to cover for this yes. week. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.